Welcome to Section 9, where we talk about IT and information security. I'm Damian Hall. And I'm Dorothy. And today we're going to be talking about Notion Security, and that's that uh, web-based application, Notion.so. And then we're also going to be talking about data classification. Now, we're trying to use Notion as a place to put our documentation. We talked about this last episode. But what we need to look at now is some of the security that Notion has and whether or not that's good enough for us to put our data on their systems. Because they're the ones that are going to be, you know, controlling our data and making sure it's safe and secure. In order to do that, we need to talk about data classification. And you had brought up something last episode where you had said something about risk assessments and data. And I kind of pushed that aside, which was wrong because, of course, data and risk assessments go together. You can't have a risk assessment without looking at the data. So when we talk about the data classification piece, we're really talking about types of data. You know, how important is the data to your organization? So what we're going to be putting in Notion in the beginning is just general information about things like Windows 10, Server 2019, Fortinet, VMware, you know, logging. These are just, uh, you know, it's documentation that we have for our labs and for our network that we want to have quick access to. And so there's nothing in there that's super sensitive. But later on, we might have, you know, customer data in there. And and so the question is, can we do that? So when you go about evaluating um, an application like this and trying to figure out, uh, let's say that you decide to go do your business again, and then, you know, you're going to have to put client information in the respect that it would be like, okay, they have this server, um, this is you know, how it's configured, here is the IP address or whatever kind of data is. How do you, like, what is your process for looking at the data and analyzing this application and saying, yeah, this is this is good? How, how do you do that? So that's what do you where, look for? You're right. So that's where the uh, CIA triad comes into play. And you look at, at confidentiality, integrity, and availability. And then you begin to look at how all of that impacts your organization. And that is from NIST, right? Well, the CIA triad is just kind of a basic security principle. Okay. But but we're going to be um, putting in our show notes a link to a NIST document that we're, we're going to be sort of reviewing as, as security best practice. And that's for small business security. And so what they have you do in there is what we're talking about, data classification. And they're using the CIA triad to help you answer a few questions. Uh, does the data need to be kept confidential? Does the data need to be kept uh, intact, right? The integrity of the data, which means has it been modified? If that's important, you need to ask that question, right? Because if, if it's important to your organization, then you're going to have to make sure other people can't come in and modify the data that shouldn't be doing that. And then we have availability. Is the data going to be available when you need it? Some data you don't really care about, right? Other types of data, you have to have it all the time. And one of the issues that we have in our particular situation when it comes to availability is that we can never find our data. So it's not that the data is down or lost or whatever. We just can't find it or we don't have it documented. And so that's that's one of the reasons why we're looking at Notion is to better organize things so it's available. And when you're talking about that, you're talking about... Uh, things that we may not be doing all the time in our network, but we need those configurations every so often, or things that um, you know we need to remember how to do because something got corrupted. 
And that's the kind of data that we're talking about when you say this, right? Right. And a lot of times when people think of, of data security, they think of backups. But this is not just a backup type of a thing. This is more along the lines of, I have mission-critical data for the organization. If it is seen by other people, the impact of the organization is going to be really bad, right? Like, you don't want to be building a super-fast car that's going to sell for, you know, million dollars, and then your competitor sees that information, and they build the car before you do, right? So that's confidential company information that only certain people should have access to. You don't want your competitors to have access to that. So if that data gets leaked onto the public internet and everybody can see it, well, that's bad. So you want to make sure that that data is kept safe, secure, confidential, so that that doesn't happen. And then when it comes to the integrity of that data, maybe you want to uh, have a setup where only certain people can see it and only certain people can modify that data. Now, usually when they talk about modifying data, they talk about that in in the transmission of that data. You know, when I send an email to somebody, I don't want that email to be modified in transit, and then you get a copy of that email that's not the one that I sent you, and it says something I didn't say. So those are some things you have to take into consideration. And we'll be looking at some of that as we get more into this here, because we're going to look at some of the things that Notion Security has. So at this point in time, we don't have confidential data. We don't have anything that needs to be um, well, we do have stuff that has to be, the integrity of that data has to be sort of monitored a bit because we're going to have things like configurations. We're going to have documentation about Fortinet and VMware. Well, I need to make sure that data only changes when we change something on the network. Because if the data that's on that information is wrong and I try to use it, then it's not going to help me any. So are you going to have the username and login information in Notion? So those are some things that are interesting because we are probably not going to have passwords for sensitive information inside of Notion. That's why we have LastPass. Correct. But you have to be, you know, you bring it up and that's a good thing because we have to be aware of where those kinds of things go. If it's a password for a lab server that I, you know, it's a virtual machine that's maybe, let's say it's a Windows 10 box. Um, I'm only using it for testing purposes. Do I care if the password's in there? No. In fact, we may have the same password for a lot of the things we do in our labs so that... If, but the lab is not co connected to the production network. It's a big difference between having the password for production and, and having the password for a lab. I, I was just thinking that you know, again, later on when you're looking at uh, seeing if you can put a client's data in there, you may need to put the password because you're not going to have their passwords on your LastPass. Well, maybe we would because we have that enterprise version of LastPass. So we may end up doing that kind of thing. But we have to we have to have that conversation, right? We have to say to ourselves, hey, we're using Notion. What kind of data do we want to put in there? Because at this point, we haven't decided yet if we can put sensitive information on Notion. So I go back to my question. What's the process of you trying to figure out whether you can or not put that confidential uh, data on an application like Notion? So let's go ahead and take a look at some of the things that Notion's doing for security, and we'll walk through some of that. So Notion here has a, a site that they, or I shouldn't say a site, but they have 
um, kind of a brief summary of how they do their security. So we're going to take a look at that. And this is just a short bulleted list. They have more on this page. We're going to put a link to, the sh- to, to this information in our show notes. But here's what it says. And this is the kind of a short summary in the beginning of this particular uh, uh, document that they have. Uh, it says here, we use TLS everywhere. And TLS does that uh, transport layer security. It's all encrypted, encrypting your traffic uh, from your... HTTPS. Yeah. Right. So it's all, it's encrypting the traffic like from your browser to their site in our case, because we're the clients of that. And then it, it appears that uh, uh, for some of the communications that's happening within their data center, that's also using TLS. So that's a good thing. Yeah, but then you have to get into, okay. We're not going to worry about that. We know they're using TLS. We're not going to get into to all the details because all we need to know are the basics, right? And then it says here, uh, your data is encrypted at rest and in transit. So the TLS takes care of the transit piece. Data at rest is when the data is sitting on a hard drive somewhere. And and it's great to know that they're encrypting that. We run 100% on the cloud using AWS within a virtual private network that cannot be accessed via the public internet, except via our public-facing proxy servers. So what this means is that within Amazon Web Services, they've chosen to use Amazon's private cloud. Now, the private cloud, I've seen this before because one company that I worked for used that. And what it means is, let's say, for example, Section 9 wanted to move to AWS. Uh, We can put our servers in the general public, right? So we can just put it into AWS and it's mixed in with other servers. In fact, our servers on DigitalOcean are in a public cloud, meaning that our servers are mixed in with other people, right? Other servers from other organizations. We don't know who those are, because it just lives on a on a physical host someplace. That physical host has virtual uh, software on it. Our, our systems happen to be a virtual machine within that. And other virtual machines that are on there don't belong to us. They belong to somebody else. And that's a public cloud. So if you go to private, then only your virtual machines are seen within that space. And how did they pull it off? I don't know all the details. But your neighbors can't access your system. And people on the internet can't access those systems because you have, in this case, for for uh, Notion, they have a gateway box that you have to go through in order to get to the virtual machines behind that and access data. So they control that. And that's a good thing. I like seeing that. What else do we have here? It says we have Amazon Cloud Trail turned on at all times. Now, I didn't know what Cloud Trail was. I had to look into it. But Cloud Trail, think of it like uh, the Sysmon lab I was working on or that uh, purple teaming presentation we went to. Cloud Trail is going to be this tool that helps you log, check, view things you wouldn't normally be able to see without the tool. So it's an audit trail? Correct. So think of it as like logging on steroids, might even be close to like a seam solution where it notifies you when things happen that shouldn't be happening. So that's a good thing. I like seeing that because that helps them, again, see things they wouldn't normally see. And if something bad happens, maybe it catches that. Uh, We perform quarterly independent security audits using established security firms, and they have a link to some of the security firms that they actually use. That's a good thing to see third parties trying to audit Notion's overall security. Um, then it says here, we uh, will notify you within 72 hours of learning about a data breach. 
That one's a little tricky. Not all organizations have the necessary skills or technology to be able to detect a breach within 72 hours. So when they put that in there... But they're not saying that they're detecting it. They're saying you that they would uh, um, notify you within 72 hours of detecting it. Right. So, uh, yeah, but... But here's the thing. Do you have the manpower to be able to, to do that? Because if you have a lot of customers, are you going to get to all of them within 72 hours and, and just let them know, hey, you know, this has happened? Do you do you have the, you know, I guess like you were saying, the, the IT uh, ability to really notify everyone at once, for example? Yes. And so I was kind of reading that a little differently. I think you actually understand it better than I do because I was reading it as in, you know, a breach happens within 72 hours, they detect that, and then they notify us. No, no, they're just saying they're notifying you without within 72, or they, they will notify you within 72 hours from uh, them detecting the bridge. Yeah, so that's that's good. So that's good. I'll take that. That's a that's a good thing. And it's not a bridge, it's a breach. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's a good thing. So I'll, I'll accept that. Uh, the next one here is a bit interesting. All employees receive regular security training. Well, it doesn't say what kind of training. So like we were talking about this and I said, okay, if they're only teaching them about, let's say, phishing email, well, that's okay. I don't mind that. That's a good thing. Uh, anything is better than nothing at all. But I would prefer them to be teaching their employees about their systems, the data that sits on there, you know, have a process in place to, you know, minimize the chance that that employees could have access to our data, our Section 9 data, and be doing things with it they shouldn't be doing, Right. Because that could lead to our data ending up in places we don't want it to be or seen by people we don't really want to be seeing that. So, uh, you know, when they put that in there, it's good. But what does that actually mean? We don't really know. The last one they have here is we're in the process of obtaining our SOC 2 certification. So what does that mean? What is SOC 2? Well, SOC 2 covers a lot of different things. And we're also going to have in our show notes um, some information about what SOC compliance actually is. And I'm trying to pull this up here. I'm actually using Notion for our show notes at the moment. So if I go back in here and I go to SOC. So there's a website called uh, ThreatStack. And we'll put a link in the show notes to this. And it says here, um, uh, nine common questions about SOC 2 compliance. And they actually have an audio for this. So you could actually just listen to this. This is kind of cool. Um, but the first question here is, what is SOC 2 compliance? So I'm just going to read what it says here. SOC 2 compliance is a component of the American Institute of CPAs service organization control reporting platform. Its goal is to make sure that systems are set up so they assure security, availability, processing integrity, confidentiality, and privacy of customer data. SOC 2 is both a technical audit and requirement that comprehensive information security policies and procedures be written and followed. So there's a lot in there. It's kind of like almost lawyer speak as, as to how they present that. But essentially what it means is that SOC 2, if you're SOC 2 certified, you're following sort of security best practices to ensure the safety of the data that's on those systems. That's all it really means. Now, one thing that we were talking about when we were looking at this is why are CPAs part of this? So in the early days of, of computing, um, well, in the early days, let's say back in the 1970s, people started moving 
accounting data from paper to the computer. And some smart people saw that happening and they said, wait a minute, we don't know what's happening inside that magic box because that's financial data. And if I'm in charge of that financial data, I need to make sure that somebody's not stealing my money, right? How do you know that the the data that's in there, if you look at the confidentiality, integrity, and availability, the CIA triad, how do you know the data is confidential? How do you know that the data isn't being modified, that integrity piece? And then is it going to be available when I need it? Now, I don't know if they were using the CIA triad back in the 70s, but they were asking some interesting questions about security that some people may not have been thinking about which is, you know, what's happening to my data? And they were the first ones to sort of bring up this idea that maybe we need to keep these things a bit more safe than they, you know, might have been if they hadn't asked these questions. So that's why CPAs are part of this. And in fact... um, uh, Isn't it one of their certifications they have to do? So when I did the ISACA training... And I went through and got my first certification for auditing. ISACA is an organization that was started by CPAs. So, you know, it's an older organization from back in the 70s. And I think that they, that's that's kind of the link that we have here. Because when I first did my my auditing uh, certification, I was like, well, why, why would CPAs do this? Well, they do this because they're trying to make sure that the, the company finances are kept safe and secure. And again, they were some of the first ones to bring up this idea that data within a computer system needs to be kept safe and secure. And well, we it needs to a- be accountable for. That accountability is crucial if you're going to secure the data. Exactly. And and especially when you're talking about financial information, you want to make sure that all of that information is correct and, and you know all of that security is in place. So that's some interesting things about all of this. Um, but the thing that I think is really important to to uh, to understand here is that they do not have SOC compliance. They're not SOC 2 compliant yet. They're working on that. So here are my thoughts on this. As we said before, when we classify the data that we're going to be putting into Notion at this point, who cares, right? Well, at this point, it's not a big deal to us. If, if we were looking at client information, my thought would be, how long has Notion been in business? How long does it take to get SOC certified? You know, what, uh, you know, where are they at in the process? You know, because, you know, it's kind of like going to that job interview and saying, I'm working on my IT degree, you know, kind of thing, or I'm waiting on my certification. You know, you don't have it now. How do they know you're working on it? You know? Exactly. And so, uh, I mean, and not that I'm saying Notion is not working on it. So let's kind of clarify that. But it's something that if you're trying to analyze something like this, you want to make sure that um, that is something that that you know where they're at in the process. Exactly. Because there's a big difference between saying you're going to get that at some point and and having that. If they had that, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Now, again, I said... The, the types of data that we're going to be putting into Notion, we don't really care about, right? Because it's just, it's information that people can find uh, on the internet, right? Windows 10, Server 2019, VMware. Some of our, our documentation for our labs is going to be a bit different because that's going to be, you know, network diagrams. It's going to be IP addresses. It's going to be configurations for specific devices. So there's a little bit of a concern there, but it's not customer data, right? And 
one of the things that's super important to us is that availability piece. So when we look at Notion versus what we currently have now, can't find it, don't have it, don't know where it is. If we put it in Notion, that availability piece becomes better for us. We're hoping. And so that's super important for us. And so when you're thinking about a, a particular system like Notion or, an, or a solution of some kind, you look at your CAA triad and you can kind of go through that and say, yeah, this is good because my, my availability is going to be better on Notion. Well, it's obvious your availability was better today when you were able to just kind of click on your Notion notes and find right away about the SOC compliance and, and you know, those things. So in that respect... You know, we've been into the situation where we're like, where is that at? How do we get there? You know, so today I think it was a good example of the availability piece seems to be working. Yes, it is. So let's go ahead and summarize here. So the kind of data that we want to put into Notion at this point is going to be just regular documentation for Windows 10, Server 2019, as we said. So this is public information. And then the information that that might be more sensitive, things like configurations of firewalls and switches and and IP addresses and that kind of thing. That's important to us, but we don't see uh, a huge need for things like confidentiality. We don't see a huge need for integrity. We don't need to spend a lot of money to make these super secure because we don't think that they, you know, if, if we were to lose them, the impact to us here at Section 9 is going to be minimal, right? We're not really going to feel that. There's not going to be a financial impact to us, you know, we're not we're not trying to. It's not going to bring a business down. Basically, it's going to just make us have to do the research all over again, which you know, but it, it's not detrimental to what we do. Exactly, and and then the other thing that I want to uh, uh, sort of make sure people understand is that while we think that Notion is okay for the current kind of data that we have now, uh, as we said, they're not SOC two compliant yet, so. If we look at Notion short-term, it's great. We could use it. If we look at Notion long-term, we don't know yet. Because a year from now, we might have client data that we want to put into Notion. And when it comes to security, one of the things that um, I, I feel myself asking often enough is that I know that I, you know, if I'm the only one that has availability to the data, you know, like if I... I can just, you know, if I'm the one guarding the data, I guess, I can be responsible. Well, once the third party comes into place, you know, you really need to understand how does that third party deal with a part of your data that you are sharing with them? Because you're also responsible to the client for what happens to the data. So one of the things that this is teaching me now is that Anytime you you get to use a third-party application for something as important as guarding someone's data, you need to have a process. You need to do your homework. You, you know, for me, I would feel better if they were SOC certified because I can say to the client, look, we looked at all their security bits and, you know, they're training their people. Um, you know, they, they would notify you within 72 hours of, of finding a breach and, and their SOC compliance. So, you know, we actually did our homework and made sure that we handed this piece of your data to somebody that we could trust. Could we really say that to somebody that said, well, you know, they were in the process of it. We didn't think it was a really big deal. You know what I'm saying? And and not to knock things out. I mean, people need to be in the process of getting certain certifications and what have you. But um, 
you know, that's what I'm thinking. Am I thinking about this wrong or? No, that's exactly right. So what we need is more information. And what we really need to know is when is Notion going to be SOC 2 compliant? When are they going to get their cert? So one thing that I'm going to do this coming week is I'm going to send them an email and I'm just going to say, where are you at with your SOC 2 compliance? Where's your certification? When are you going to get that? And if their response is kind of goofy, then that tells me maybe they're really not trying to get that, you know, that it may take them a bit to get that. Doesn't mean that we can't use them now, but it's not really a long-term solution. If they're not SOC 2 compliant a year from now, that's a sign that maybe these people really aren't taking their security seriously. Well, and that's what I was saying. I mean, you know, if you're trying to secure a client's data and somebody's in the process of being SOC certified, my question to them would be, how long have you been in business? When did you start the process of trying to get SOC certified and where are you at on it? Because if, if they started the business 10 years ago and they're still trying to get SOC certified, that's an issue. If they just started the business a couple of years ago, because I know it takes, I, you know, I looked a little bit into what it takes to get SOC certified and it could take anything from four weeks to 18 months. So if they're only been in business for two years and, and you know, I know it takes about 18 months, you know, then I would say, okay, they are taking it seriously. Yeah, so we're going to have to ask them about that. Um, but I think that's it for now. Uh, we have a lot of homework to do. We're still trying to figure out if we can use Notion. Again, I will be asking Notion uh, when they're going to be getting their SOC 2 compliance or certification. And then uh, as soon as we know that information, we'll, um, you know, have an episode about that. Because once we know they have that, then all of this stuff changes. We don't really have to think about the kind of data that we're going to be putting in there. We're just going to go ahead and use it. That's it for now. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so. If you would like to send us a ticket, you can go to our website at uh, section9.us. And if you want to take a look at our show notes, you can also go to the website there. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.